Off Record Season 1, brought to you by myself, Show and Jace, the two frontmen of the gents, speaking with creative professionals in their respective fields. In this season, we dive deeper into the subject matter touched upon in the songs on our recently released EP, The Vibe. You can expect to hear engaging conversation surrounding the topics of faith, masculinity, clubbing culture in London, owning a business, being an artist, and of course, all the vibes and chat while we're in the studio. If you like what you're hearing or seeing, hit like, subscribe, share, and comment as we invite you to join us on this journey and grow the community. Could you please take a moment to introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, and I see you're wearing a red hat today, but can you just break down all the many hats that you do wear? Yes. Um, and if you I miss like one that. out, I will call you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, my name's Carla Janelle. I am a creative in, from um, East London, qualified teacher, taught for many years, 11 years. And then I left teaching 2018 to pursue life as a, a full-time creative. So now I act um, write, sing, sing a songwriter primarily. Um, but now I've ventured into the world of acting and on the stage and on screen. And my wife and I also run a company called Love Literacy. So we're oh, also beautiful. educators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been married 14 years, two kids. 14 um, years? 14 years. I did not realise yeah, it was July, that long. Oh, Congrats, trend setting. Yeah. yeah, man, trying, man. Oh, it was a few <laughs> weeks ago. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Wow. I've just mm. done. I've just done four years. Yes. Yeah. It flies. You know. I, I, I say that like it's a prison sentence. It's Did really it? not. It's no, a no, big no. blessing. <laughs> I hear big you. blessing. Yeah. Yes. It's like we've we've accomplished four years together. Hundred um, percent in the marriage mm. scene. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah man. Yeah. <laughs> big things, man. Big yeah, things. Yeah, but no, listen, things, it's 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 revealing. It's mm. it's yeah, it's it's strengthening, man. Mm. Um, that's brilliant. Thank you, and thank you for making time to come here no, today. Thanks for having me. Um, so off record, obviously, we talk about and we are very appreciative of artists and creatives as yourself that come through um, because it is a busy life, mm. especially what I want to try and get into. Um, what I want to try and get into just now is you said you had basically a career, uh, a profession rather, mm-hmm. um, that you've now made the big decision, I would say, especially with a family, mm. is pursuing um, a somewhat freelance um career path um, and and a means of providing for your family um, for me that scares the bejesus out of me like because I think about it and I threaten myself with it all the time I'm like oh, I'm gonna hand this notice in I'm gonna hand this notice in and it's like mm, but wait how do I provo- how do I provide that um, you know that sustainability that consistency all that sort of thing so what led you to what what, what led you boy you know what um it was always in me, you know. So as a kid, I was always singing and creating. I was in a band for many years and I, I was always writing. When I left the band, I was a singer-songwriter and released some projects independently. But I was teaching at, at, at the time. So when I entered teaching at 24, I said, I'm doing this for three years and I'm done because I thought, right. this isn't me. I can't do this for, for a long period. And then I stayed for another year and then before I knew it, it was 11 years. And by the end of that 11-year period, I found that I became all of the... When I turned 30... I thought I was I was on top of the world. I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna take over. I felt brave. I felt like I was Superman. Yeah. And then three four years in uh, into my thirties, all of the inhibitions kicked in, the inner voices, and I just felt, felt like I lost my ability to. I, you know, I liken it to this: I had a strong mindset, right. but I had a weak imagination. Right. So it's like my mindset was strong, and I knew that I had abilities and giftings, but I couldn't imagine beyond what I was doing in my 
day-to-day teaching thing yeah and responsibilities came and it just got to a point where I felt like I was just existing being complacent Ooh. wasn't really enjoying life oh man so we call that we call that faded gray wow yeah we say we, where life loses its color a bit yes and we've talked about it before it's just it's a fear mm. but because again it is that balance of creating a stability for the people that are looking to you for yeah. that like your family and mm. yourself as well you obviously mm. want to but that's, for yourself i would say well. that's also self um self-adopted mm. i wouldn't say self-inflicted like we, <laughs> <laughs> our family said you must do this but it's 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 a sense of duty yeah. um coming yeah. from the cultures that we come from to get yourself to a position where you can provide for your family mm. um, and you and you have that um, stability. Mm. Um, and yes, we have spoken about it many times um, in studio in a sense of, it's like, if we don't make this thing pop, I'm just going to have that grey life, lifestyle mm. where I'm just mm. clocking in, clocking out, coming back mm. and I'm just a zombie, like a robot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it's funny because then you showed me on um, the Kendrick album, How to Pimp a Butterfly, How to Pimp a Butterfly, I can't remember the grammatics of it but um <laughs> he had the the two-park interview in there and it said um what's the thing about like oh. you got a, you got a man must do his things in his 20s because if he gets past his 30s the system will have beat you down yeah wow. and blinkered yeah. you up wow. and shackled you up and what you just described there bro is literally some battles that i've been having especially through this pandemic and what have you um about yeah this was gonna be my sure thing where I'm working at the moment and if I want to progress I can progress but I'm content with the pay packet I get and the benefits I get and I can support my family blah de, blah de, blah mm. but lately the way it's just and obviously the current situation where I'm working from home which is a blessing mm. but there's only a like a gold bar between the place that I use for my office which is our one of our bedrooms and the hallway for me to switch off and and, and switch back into my family man mode or whichever mode it is and that's difficult mm. so as i said i threatened myself with that decision to say do i reclaim my colors do i reclaim my gifts do i do i bring them out of the ground do i do i like what do i do what do i what do i do mm-hmm. so i'm very interested to hear you know what was your resolve in that mm. in the sense of when you said look i'm realizing i'm blinkered mm. i'm in this situation how did you was it a build up or did you just sort of hit a button it was a realization okay i think i got to the point where i i left my one one of my the school, the school i was at for many years and i went and i did a head of department job that murked me i was like <laughs> two years and by the end of that two years i think i aged like five years because oh, wow. in my body yeah, and i was like nah i can't yeah. do this so I, I, at that point i said i'm going part-time right i went part-time had a great year um and then i went back to my old school and I, I went two and a half days, two days. So I started scaling back because I realized okay. I needed clarity. Yes. But I didn't have time because I was just always, always going, man. Always like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. My creativity was just dry, drained. I got home. I didn't have energy to, to release projects. I'd release a single and then there was no follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's day and age. You need to oh have my gosh, three man. singles ahead of the one single. Bro, yeah. you know, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I said to myself, right, thankfully, my wife was very supportive she she encouraged me to to really think about scaling back oh, and wicked. Yeah. I, once I went back to two and a half days, the following year I then left teaching. That was twenty eighteen. But if I'm honest with you, during that period of going part time, I started to just make myself uncomfortable again. Mm-hmm. So I started booking courses, just random Guardian masterclass courses, things that I weren't even doing. Like 
But just like force a habit. Yeah, just expanding just, your mind. Yeah, just just doing stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, say exposure is yeah. a big step Bro, towards is it. expanding Me, your horizons. You meet new people. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm having conversations with people from different walks of life, not just the same people I've been talking to for years and years, or the same yeah, people that yeah, like yeah. just speak in the same language. Mm-hmm. And that's how it can be when you're kind of in a place for so long absolutely so, yeah once i started doing that that spiraled to, to I say spiraled probably wouldn't have a better better word but that then led to another course then i ended up doing a drama course and it sparked my kind of drama bones again yeah which is yeah. something that was always there but it was just lying dormant because i'd never well the thing is i've seen you acting it. and you're definitely a good actor um but i always felt the two sort of complemented each other so well in mm. terms of well you got Broadway in it so <laughs> like the West End yeah but um it just in terms of how they complement and and sharpen each other in terms of skill sets that, yeah. that you have as a creative mm. um I've often said to show like let's do some drama classes to like improve yeah. our our, our vocal delivery you know um I've seen you on stage that. and I've mm. stage acting as mm. well as um spoken word and i've seen that come through a lot yes, in spoken yeah, yeah, word yeah, yeah. he was on our stage doing spoken word oh yes of course so and i see it in the performance because mm. at the end of the day that's i suppose that's the difference between poetry and spoken word one is written one is performed mm. and you're performing it yeah. and that does take an element of okay what am i going to do physically or with my presence 100%. to make sure my message comes across and it's something you definitely Artistic. do yeah. very well but thank you just going back on to you said that your wife supported you mm. a lot in that. And I think that is very important. I think when you, when, I hope this conversation, people hearing this back will feel inspired to maybe pick up talents that they mm. might have buried mm-hmm. um, or left behind or, or kind of neglected. And it is, it's, it's, it's inspiring me already. Mm. Um, so t- if you don't mind, talk on that. Because obviously mm. you've got a family now, mm-hmm. you've, you've got a job, you've been working the job, you've got su- a, a supportive partner that's, mm. that's not saying nope you need to keep going for that promotion get that more money that's a bigger check that's another mm. holiday for us for the family mm. you've got someone that's saying look i support you in what you're doing how is that because you still got your obviously your own self saying i still need to support my family what is that like yeah that was strange in it because i am telling my you're quite right i'm telling myself no but this is i need to i need to provide i need to support i need to make sure that everything's okay that's it's like been, you're condemning yourself before yeah you yeah, yeah that's yeah, been yeah, my yeah, role yeah, for yeah. the last how many years and then i've seen it and strangely people outside of my immediate family were asking me strange questions like oh so it's really unusual that you, you, you're part-time we don't really, we don't normally see that and people are saying that to me at work and i'm going well mm. i'm not asking you for money so mind your business <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you understand <laughs> yeah. and it, th- that was that was interesting but by then because i had the support at home it didn't necessarily phase me but i thought okay mm. i can see i started to see things clearer and i said okay um, the missus was supportive but for me i think it i think my process was doing it bit by bit so first I went four days mm-hmm. in my school and where I was a head of department and then I went two and a half to back to my old school and then two days and I think right. that was important for me because I had to scale back and I started saving some money and I think that was just me holding on to that last bit of all right let me Stability. yeah try yeah. and just kind of do this sensibly and not right clean break out yeah. I'm done so that was that was a three four year period but then I would say it was a six seven year period just getting ready for it mentally. Did you plan that or did it, was it sort of, did you feel and have faith? I think I, when I went four days, that was like a, a faith thing. That was okay. I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm going four days. I wasn't quite sure what I was doing it for, but I knew that I needed some time. And I think that day I said, right, I'm going to do my creative thing on the, on the Friday. Didn't necessarily do that all of the time, but just having one day where I was just not at work, 
made a difference. I just had space again and just I could I had clarity. And yeah. I think then it was then, okay, let me start thinking about how to do this properly yeah. so I can actually leave the profession. Mm. And that's when I decided, okay, well, let's look at the finances. Let's scale back. Let's start saving. Okay, if we in that that year when I did the four days, it was just saving, man. And then I, we could then afford about for me to then go two and a half days mm. and just kind of rein it in a bit. So then it became more strategic. That's very yeah. collected. Um, mm. And it's very much, again, it's a conversation we sort of have to support each other. And I'm glad this is now a wider conversation and it can be a wider conversation still, um, hopefully, in terms of, obviously faith is at the core of everything and the foundation, but just having that um, wisdom and being blessed with that sight to see the season, the seasonality of it all. Mm. So like you say, you had the year of saving, you kind of knew what you was, you was, you was aiming towards. Mm. um, And that would have obviously been part of the conversation with your wife, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Mm. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just like testament to yourself and, and, and and the marriage you have. So the craziest thing is, yeah, when I left, when I said, right, the 2018, I was like, right, I'm leaving that year. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, because I was still a little bit like, mm, what am I going to do with my time? Okay, let me let me do a master's. So yeah. I said, right, I'm going to do an MA. I'm going to go back to my old uni and then I'm going to do my digital media MA because I did uh, a BA, digital media cultural studies. Right. I said, right, I'm going back. I'm going to do, do the MA. Started looking up the course. I went to the um, the open day, went to the enrollment day or the like the open day, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Started finding out about the course, got applied, wrote my personal statement. And I said, this is what I'm going to do with my time. So for me, even though I said, right, I, I knew I want, I think deep down, I knew I wanted to to pursue creative endeavors. But for me, I think the, the furthest I could, my imagination, and this is where my imagination was still a bit weak. The furthest I could go was, I'm going to go back and do an MA because I understood that. I understood institution. Yeah. I understood. It's a set path, si- isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, a set it's a set path. Clear. It's a system. Yeah. And after that, then I'll maybe do some consultancy. And then because I was doing the courses during that time, I ended up booking myself onto a, an audition for Identity School of Acting. And I went along to the audition and then they offered me a place. Oh, heavy. But the place clashed with my MA, my first year right. MA timetable. So they were like, okay, what can we do? Now, I know people have... Have, have that's happened to them before in the school and, and they've said look, okay yeah you can change your class i emailed the guy i said look can i just drop down to like can i do another class can i can you change my group because mm. I, I was trying to make the ma work and the, the drama mm. thing yeah. my wife said are you sure you want to do an ma that you because i mean she, your, your partner knows you right so she says you sure this is what you want to do and, and i you think know she, when they ask certain questions bro, it's like they're not trying to say no, what they're trying to say but this is it <laughs> so i was like yeah. the guy got back to me and said i cannot change your class so it stays as it is. And I knew it was going to clash with the MA. So I was right. like, oh, yeah. I have to choose one. And then he got the email. I got the email back from him. He said, how do you want to proceed? And it's like in that moment, my spirit said, you know what? I need to do, I need to, I need to just forget the MA. Do the I'm, news. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I'm sure it's going to hit other parallels, what you're saying with other people and other yeah. listeners. Because I know that I've myself have looked at taking days down and, there's two things with that. So one, there's the tax situation because mm-hmm. taking one day down isn't <laughs> so bad. But then when you, there's a certain point where it's like either the third day yep. or, or the other day it's like, well, now. Because the first day, basically, you're just taking a lot of the tax, man. That's it. And it's like, okay, yeah, I've taken a hit, but it's not that big. But then there's one day it's like, whoa, that jump is like, hmm. 100%. <laughs> so that is a thing because there comes a point where it's like, I can only now do this for so long. 
I go down to three, I can do I can do four days. I can probably manage that for the rest of my life. That's fine. Mm. But then there's that the three days or the two and a half days that gets to a stage where it's like, I need to make something else work now. Yeah. And then the second thing which you touched on, which I think other people will also relate to, is that any creative endeavor, there's a element to it that's an incubative process. Mm-hmm. So I was listening listening to something recently that said being productive is producing products Mm. that's what it is until you have a product you haven't been productive Mm. but with a creative endeavor there's so many things that go behind that there's you're getting your inspiration there's your first draft there's exposure Mm. a bit of breathing space where you're not actually producing a product but you need to do it Mm. to get to that stage Mm -hmm. and i know you i can see you filled that space because i've had the same urge Mm. to fill that space with courses and things that you know (laughs) that you can do so it's funny that i see you saying you come to that crossroad Mm. and that that email made you decide Mm. what was that battle like mentally um you know i was very resolute in that moment because Mm. because my wife had asked me are you sure you want like, don't you want, you sure you don't, you don't want to do the acting or? Mm. I feel, I question feel like this, was there. Yeah, the question was just, the inner monologue was already there. Mm. So when, when he said, how do you want to proceed? There was just something about that. that I just said, yeah, this is how I want to proceed, actually. This mm. is, yeah. like, I've got no other option. If I've got to choose between the two, yeah. well, then this is where my heart is going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt very, very resolute in that moment. But then, like I said, having that support was so fundamental. And I think... That's important because earlier we're talking about like families and how sometimes yeah. we come with dreams and it can be crushed in like a second. Yeah. And that's happened to me in my with life. With a look, bro. you know. With a look, bro. Just, yeah. Or just a chops. Mm. <laughs> just write it off. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it just having that support was, I can't describe what it was like to have someone mm-hmm. believing in me and in my corner and thinking, yeah, you know what? Okay, yeah, we can do this. You know? Just one other thing aspect mm. to that as well, because I know I do it myself in the sense of when you drew immediately or you gravitated immediately to your MA, mm. was that because of the structure, but also the justification that it gave you to them? Same people that says, oh, why are you going down to part time or whatever? You can say, well, I'm doing my <laughs> MA. Yeah, 100 percent. Because it was in it. It's like it feels respected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's again, it, I, like I just, it's education. Oh, it's an MA. So, okay, yeah. cool. Even like, you know, the the the, the, the wider family, mm. wife side of the mm. family, they're not going to be going, what's, what, why is he? Mm. What, so it just, it just, it just hushes a lot of Do people. Do you understand? So, yeah. Because yeah, even yeah, yeah. if I'm not working, okay, well, he's studying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's he's going to get a qualification yeah. at the end. He's going to get a certificate. He's going to get. So, how. This is going to be a tricky one because mm. we're all going to want to jump in. Right. So how does it how does it work then? Because we're all men of faith, right? Mm-hmm. So we have I think we're at the the level of maturity where we where we fully realize that we're all blessed with gifts, yeah? Mm-hmm. All of us um and abilities and unless we work on those um we won't necessarily realize our purpose. Mm-hmm. And if we don't work on those gifts, we'll find some semblance of purpose in some other activity or some other placement. So how does it work having that vigor, having that backbone to pick yourself up, stand and say, I'm going for this. Mm. What would, what does someone need to hear? What, what does, what do I need to hear to equip myself and arm myself when I was maybe 18 or whatever to say, I'm doing this. I had this in the last conversation as well. There's a couple claps that I would have had to give myself to say, no, actually focus and be about what you're doing. Don't be lazy. Mm. Like focus and work on it. Mm. Make a plan, whatever. 
but what is how do you how do you find how do you muster that maybe it is a maturity thing but how do you muster that and focus that so that it can build and grow and be as reputable as anything else mm. because you're doing god's work at the end of the day right 100%. Mm-hmm. so well you know what for me yeah that was i think it was number one it was definitely being comfortable kind of being uncomfortable and for me that was again just taking myself out of my comfort zone and it made me more malleable so it meant that i just i was used to not being great at things for a bit okay and just like yeah. okay all right I'm, I'm used to being competent but now i'm like a baby again i'm learning okay this i'm mm. back in this i'm back in the classroom even going back to drama school okay i'm, I'm the oldest one in the class but i'm and i just wanted to be a sponge i was like okay i'm back in this environment where i have to i'm forced not forced but I, i'm choosing to just be at stage one again yeah. and it trust in the process i wasn't really f- focusing on the result okay and I know people say that a lot, but I, I can't stress how much just focusing on the journey really helped me to get, to make the most out of that experience. I wasn't thinking about what's going to happen next term. Am I going to get signed? Am I going to get an agent? It was, and the minute that did happen during my process, and that's when things started going wrong. And I was like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I had to just realign myself right. with my original purpose, which was just yeah. to be a sponge. And that's when things started opening up. And I think the other thing for me was, um, as well as kind of being... Being, being uncomfortable it was developing habits but making it very easy and that's something that i've only really started to appreciate a bit in the last sort of couple of years is sometimes like my, my dilemma is all right I'm, i want to act but oh my gosh i haven't sat by the piano and oh i haven't sat on the guitar for a bit and oh but i'm not song oh my music ah oh, and my brain's going oh this is in this survival state of like just protection mm-hmm. uh, you're missing out you're missing out and it's like hold on i, I, I had to get a coach during the, the lockdown and he was like look just stop for a minute. It's not life and death. You're going to get to that stuff. But yeah. make your habits easy. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit on the piano and go, oh, I'm going to bang out some new chords and like play a, learn a new song. It's like, no, like maybe you're just going to do like a few chords. Maybe you're just going to like make it so easy that you cannot not do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that does help for the, in terms of the creative process. For me, mm-hmm. definitely. That's interesting. So it's like, so I've been struggling lately and I'm glad this is why this is thing. It's called off record because mm. it's, about keeping ourselves on track and getting back to track 100. when we've kind of the inkwells run dry mm-hmm. you know um so speaking about the inkwell I, like i've been having a bit of writer's block lately but i found even just writing a four bar or just scatting a hook or whatever like that there that i'm kind of just making tea or waiting for the kettle yeah waiting for the kettle to boil or something mm-hmm. like that and um it's 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 what you say is it's it's cannot not happen it's it's it it happens mm-hmm. whether that then manifests into a full song or what have you there's i lose that pressure mm. because it's just right i've i've flexed that muscle mm. so i know there's still life in it well, <laughs> i've got i've got a technique for that you know please share have, have, please you, share. have you ever timed yourself before no bro i'm telling you i, I did you, if you see I, I did a monologue called acting black right and it's okay. about an experience i had at school that's what i've written my kind of one-man piece based on this monologue mm-hmm. I wrote that monologue in 10 minutes. Right. It was based on an experience that I had prior. And we were in class one night and we were all like, oh, you know, we're struggling to write. We just, we're trying, but we can't. And the guy in the class, his teacher, Adam Morley, brilliant, brilliant director and teacher. And he said, look, guys, look, stop. You can write. Like, you're, you're blocking yourself. Mm. He said, I'm going to give you 10 minutes. I think first we spoke to each other, learned a few things about our partner, and he got us to write a monologue for our partner which was great because we had source material right and then he just started saying just give yourself 10 minutes 
So I was going home and I said, right, every Monday, I'm just going to give myself 10 minutes and just write. And I would literally time myself and I would write whatever came to me and I wouldn't judge it. And I think sometimes as creatives, what blocks us is we're constant because we've got this kind of like, we want it to be at a standard, especially it's got a bang. Yeah, 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 like yeah. It's got a bang and we're always, we're judging every line. So I've tried to stop doing that. So it just, however it comes out, it's cool. If yeah. it's swag, it's swag. But mm. that's where the, that's where the, 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 the that's where the, the gems are, man. Sometimes, yeah. and, and that takes discipline because it, if yeah, you're used yeah. to that, yeah, if you're used to ed- self-editing and stuff like that. It takes a lot of discipline to write and say whatever it is. It yeah. is. It just, it <laughs> this takes, is it. I mean, your back goes. <laughs> actually, what's it? If I said the instead of they, and then yeah. it, it takes so much discipline. It does. It does. <laughs> but then that's what the there's editing even, process. And, yeah, right. Mm. But then I'd even say I'd even argue that there's an element before that self-critique where you're just like. And this is me being really transparent and honest. I didn't mean to be this six months today, but but off the but this is, space, man. It's a safe yeah, space. this is this is me just even saying, what's the point? Like this is a really dark, down, depressed place to to sort of mm-hmm. for as a creative. And I know the joy that writing brings me. Um, and I suppose we're form, we're right? delving into the areas of mental health, etc. And even just health, because it's the same thing with workouts. It's like, what's the point? Like, um, mm. and yeah, discipline does come into it, mm. but it's kind of like, what's the point? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be in studio. I'm gonna barely start doing something where I'm gonna be torn away from it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not gonna finish it. I'm not gonna even get to critique it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, what am I doing it for? Mm. So it's finding your why, isn't it? Right. So you know, my mantra has always been live full, die empty. Because when I started reading Miles Monroe, I was like, I can't, when he, I heard this thing and he said, the richest place in the world is a graveyard because so many people die and they take all of their giftings, unwritten books, uh, doctors that didn't open hospitals, they take it to the grave. And I was like, like I visually saw that. I saw the graveyard and I saw the riches in the grave and I thought, I don't want to take my riches to the grave. You know what I mean? If if, if I've been endowed with these gifts, a gift is forgiven. So I was like, okay, I've just got to give it. Like whatever, whatever forum that's in, whether it's my kids hearing my songs, I've recorded stuff and maybe, maybe a few hundred of us listen to it. Like maybe, yeah. maybe it's in like the, the low thousands. Like it's, I'm just like, it needs to, like, I can't take this with me. Yeah. That's so true. A gift is forgiven. Like, what, is. what do you do with a gift? You give it. And, that's often, it and people often yeah. say, oh, you can't take your degrees. You can't take your money with you or whatever, but mm. you can't take your gifts either, really. Like, mm. that's <laughs> it, bro. But the thing is we, to some degree we do. Like if we can take unfulfilled by way, by way of by way of not sharing and being yeah. being I'm more I'm almost inclined to say selfish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you and don't give something, yeah. Uh, but, but 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 we do get beaten down as well. And I'm trying, not trying to play any kind of violin or string no, instrument, right? But mm-hmm. I'm trying to say we become fearful, and I say fearful in a sense of there's many levels to fear, mm. of. Judgment, embarrassment, mm-hmm. um, that critique, that mm-hmm. performance, anxiety, that mm. creative disposition mm-hmm. of is it my best offering? And because again, we always want to give our best offering so that we don't suffer judgment, etc., etc., etc. And it, that that is a tough, tough thing. And then when you finally get to the point where no, I, like I want to do this, I could do this. Mm you a bit long in the tooth maybe and then, and then that becomes a whole different psychological <laughs> yeah. battle do you know what I mean and it's like mm. oh I'm irrelevant or am yeah, I like do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah. what have I got to say like let the kids do that man yeah, or let yeah, the youngers yeah. do that or whatever do you but know what that's, I mean but that's I think that's symptomatic of the era that we live in mm. and I've been in that place where 
I've just overthought things too much, man. And by the mm. time I've thought about it so much and I've gone through all of the questions, someone else is doing something. And I'm going, before I know it, I'm like, I'm like comparing myself and I'm going, yep. oh my gosh. Yep. But oh, someone's already doing that. And mm. if I come out, it's not really going to be of the standard. And oh, no, but right. And I think yep. we, we, spend, we spend a lot more time people watching than we ever used yes. to. Yes. And I think that has, that's, that's a major struggle for creatives because yeah. actually mm. we've never been a, in a time where we've, literally just been seeing everyone's lives pass us by and if mm. bruv you, you've hit a nail on the head there and i'm glad because it was sticking out for me because mm. if i think about when i started writing when we was in studios together and we started writing we weren't distracted by that yeah 100 yeah. percent. we weren't misled by that mm -mm. we just vibes man you know? yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah um and i think there's something special about that locking yourself away even like if you like, I'm planning to reread the Alchemist soon, but I just bought that. It's oh, a great not book. Read it yet, is it's a great book. Gonna... I don't read fiction. You, he put me onto that. Okay. I literally put someone else onto that recently. Serious? They were come back bro. to me like, bro. Okay, I'm that. gonna start. It's, that. I'm, gonna it's one start of them I'm very. Easy. I'm not. A, I'm. It sounds so bad, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a reader. Okay. Like I don't. I don't digest books in like. I'm a rereader. Okay. So it takes me time to read books. Like mm -hmm. I'll read something and I'll be like, but, but, but let me read that other chapter mm. again. And then the Alchemist was the first book that I read through mm. and it just resonated, 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 oh. resonated. And I just read through it um, cover to cover in and around work and uni within a week. Wow. Um, and that was, that was like a first for me. Mm. Um, it's one of those books. It is. Yeah. 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 And it's it's for me it's that journey thing and it's about focusing and 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 giving yourself that time and exposure to to let yourself realize yourself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Self discovery, isn't it? Okay, so one 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 phrase that used to get shoved down my ear holes was, "Ah, mm. oh, Jace, you're a jack of all trade and a master of none." I used to say that about myself. And you know what? I this, started owning it, and it's yeah. so so bad. Reject you know, it. You know what I changed it to? Jack of all trades, master of fun. Because you can do everything as long as you have fun with it. 100%. Mm. And bruv, reject it. You know why? Because I think sometimes we've... Because I, I remember them times even like when I'd be doing stuff and I'd be like at church and someone would go, you know, if basically like stay in your lane. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I think we sometimes have this idea that, of course, there are times when focus and focusing on one thing can be of, of benefit. But my, my the way I see it is you can concentrate on something and be like, right, cool, I'm going to concentrate. Or you can pay attention. And for mm. me, when you pay attention, you're you're thinking laterally. You're looking out. Ooh. You're seeing things around. You're not going Ooh. like, oh yeah, this. I'm just gonna look at that. You're going, mm. what's around me? Yeah. And so, to me, it's okay if if you can if you want to sing, write, dance, act, preach, whatever, like write books, mm. just do it because and it's okay. It's okay. It's you know fine. I come to yeah. terms with that. Have fun with it, like you said, man. Yeah. It took me a while to come to terms with that. Really? And one thing, what I what really made me come to terms with that, and it's like I refer to all the time, is the parable of the talents. Mm. Yes, you do. And it was, <laughs> do you know what it is, yeah? When you look at it, there's three guys that were given talents. One was given three, one was given two, one was mm -hmm. given one, right? It takes a lot. Like, for the guy that's given three, when he's speaking to the person that's been given two, and the person's saying, oh, look, I've just got this, what are these two I'm focusing on? You're focusing on too many things. But they've been given different things. So you can't mm, listen to someone that's, that's right. talking about what's in their hands when you've got something different in your hands. That's it. And that's what it took me to realise because I've it. got many endeavours that I like to do this, that, this and that. And also I know I don't expect all of them to completely work. Mm -hmm. And it's probably more so timing than anything else. It's mm. not necessarily the success of the idea or how good the exactly. idea is. It's just 
how much resources I can put into it. But if you listen to someone with two talents and you've got three, you're, you're speaking different conversations. Mm. <laughs> and it's that's that. what it is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not related. And it's even that. if you've got one talent, you've got that one focus. That's a blessing in yeah, itself. Yeah, that's cool. You've got that's one okay. thing to focus on. And, and you may be a genius in that. And like, that's, that's you. Bro, if that one thing is Apple... <laughs> and you're Steve Jobs, yeah. bro. Then you're nice. Yeah, forget, forget Chris Brown who yeah, can yeah, sing, yeah. dance, and rap. Well, well, who's exactly. that to Steve Jobs? So, hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. It's, it's all relative. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And this this is just just resonating so much in terms of this is exactly what I wanted the conversation to to go to be um, because it's about that man. It's about like like because even your you, your abilities and your exposure when you when you when you come across something you're like I can do a bit of that. Mm. That's a bit me. I can, I can, mm. I can, I can even try that. Do you know what I mean? And I'll see, I'll see you doing something, mm. and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And the opportunity comes up, and I'll be like less inclined to say no because I know that mm. it's fine. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Okay, it's fine. Man. Like, have fun with it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, you might be good at it, but you it's don't know. Is, bro, or sometimes it's not even. Let me let me let me put this on it. Yeah. So sometimes it's not even that you've been given a talent to make it fruitful mm. but that one spare that you have so say if you've got three yeah mm. two are gonna really be a cash cow mm. yeah mm-hmm. but then one just keeps you in the game so that you can maintain those as cash cows mm. so one could be your coping mechanism mm. yeah yeah so say like i do diy mm. yeah i've can I've, I've toyed with the idea and again threatened myself like oh, i'm gonna go into trade do you know what i mean and 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 milk it like that and whatever but really and truly when i think about it that might be what's keeping me sane. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That might be what's keeping me creative when I'm not writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Equally, like I remember being, at <laughs> shout out my art teachers, innit? But <laughs> I remember being at secondary school, yeah? And I used to play basketball. Mm. And they must have, first of all, I didn't I didn't opt to take art GCSE, yeah? Okay. And they, 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 they sort of like, obviously they must have been low on numbers, innit? So they was like, oh, Jason, are you doing, are you doing art and whatever? And I thought, psh, I can draw. This thing's a breeze. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah. I got roped in. And what it was, was art for me was my relaxation. Mm. Art for me was enjoyable. It was express. It like it was expressive. It was, I didn't have to talk to no one. I didn't have to do nothing. There was no pressure. Mm. Yeah. But then when it became pressurized, it became the bane of my life. Mm. Imagine that. Mm. So I think it's sometimes the pressure that we put on those talents that we give up, mm. we're given, mm. that's undue sometimes. Mm-hmm. But listen, you know, you know how much times my mum was called in from from by my art teacher. Wowzers! Like <laughs> why why why? I was I was acting up. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was acting up. Mate, we had to do so. The, 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 the first the first uh, module, or whatever it was, was still life, and we had to do cross section of fruit and that. Okay. And me, I was never a home worker because I like my time in it, so I, I don't really do homework. And I know I'm speaking to a teacher. As well. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, bro. No judgment, bro. When when I said they they was like Jason, where's your homework? Give you what's it demerits and all them sort of things and whatever. I just rocked up with a cross section of a potato, bruv. I was like, you, <laughs> you want cross section of fruit and veg? Yeah, I know my fruit and veg. That's genius. Have a potato. That's creative. That's it, isn't it? That's it. And then a yellow blurb and some. I left the jacket on. I love it. Oh, a little brown thing around the edge. But man. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's that. It's that. It's sometimes, again, not pressurizing it too much, mm. but a, but working out what's gonna work. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think, again, like another conversation we had is about 
obviously do stuff that you're passionate about and that that makes you like light up fills you up man but when you see that like obviously it's a purpose that puts you in a position of servitude for others mm. that should just pick you up whenever you're down and just yeah. reassure you that I'm I'm in alignment do you know what I mean mm. um and keep going so are there any like when you're feeling a bit maybe questioning your path mm-hmm. or what you're doing with something um, what what's your what's your coping mechanism? How do you how do you? I actually discovered well, I didn't really discover it then, but I I was reminded on Sunday we were having some devotion as a family, and it's been a I've been auditioning and stuff, but it's been a little bit quiet. I had a really busy um, like I did a one man piece, but like a small section of it, and it was like a high buzz and mm. it was all buzzy buzzy, and then things sort of settled down, and I was like, oh, what's going on? My brain's going, oh, what am I doing now? Yeah, and um, I find actually just picking up the guitar, man. Or just sitting by the piano and just mm. we were just singing and it just filled me up, man. I just man, I saw your story bro, and it felt bro, that way. Honestly, it felt that way. It just filled yeah. me up, bro. Like honestly, and I just thought this is like I can just sit and do this and not even think about what the end result's going to be. I'm just yeah. vibing and just creating. And I think I guess music it is it's yeah. a blessing, isn't it? It kind of yeah. has the ability yeah. to do that. Yeah, as musicians, yeah. you know that as as musicians, just the ability, just to vibe. So that for me is a really great coping mechanism. Um, I'd like to say writing, but actually, I think sometimes uh, writing can be stressful. Can, be, can become a chore, depending. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, okay. still working, I'm working to, on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think. But what what you said there in terms of, so I've asked about a coping mechanism, but mm-hmm. I think the key to that, just thinking about what we're talking about, mm-hmm. is removing the expectation. That's what it is. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. And I see that I see it in my children when we remove the expectation. They can be children again, and like mm. children, when they yeah. go out and they play in their role play, they're just they're just having fun, man. Yeah. And when you approach things like a child, sometimes we just allow us, we give ourselves permission to just have fun, yeah. to explore, and then that's where we discover. Whereas when we've got all of these rules and we're thinking, okay, like we we label so many things, don't we? In this world, we just everything's got a label and a genre yeah. Yeah. and a, and a, you know within these confines, and it's great because it helps us to categorize things and it gives us a very quick way of coming up with stuff mm-hmm. but actually if we just want to just just discover sometimes we we just we don't need that we're just like nah just just move out of the way a little bit give me room just to just to be yeah just yeah. to be but then so i'm gonna refer to that you you mentioned before mm. and and something that i've seen myself mm. so you mentioned that you, you there was a sign in and there was other sort of things that artists expect to happen along their journey right mm. that happened to you on yours mm. but you said that's when things started to go wrong you mentioned that a while ago yes yes um, and it's it's funny because there's a lot of things that we want and expect and again these are monikers that we can show people mm. that <clears throat> sounds all bells and whistles especially to someone everything that, that glitters ain't gold man mm. that, that's it that's mm. exactly it you think oh i'm signed now i'll mm. get off my back oh yeah oh you were saying i'm wasting my time but i'm signed now <laughs> but you were saying that was sometimes the beginning of, of problems and other yeah. stuff that happens 100 and then also coupled with that i want you to if you don't mind speaking no, on not. there are other accolades that happen to us that like, i've seen you on tv a good few times now. yeah oh gosh i've seen <laughs> that lottery advert man <laughs> there's a couple there's two or three oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah the hollow yeah yeah i always miss it like yeah i've seen this no one, one. I've seen this one. <laughs> so it must There's be that. nice to to get some accolades and yeah. obviously again there are some milestones that we hit that payoffs aren't always what we expect them to be when we mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. Speak on that expectation yeah. and what happens when you get there, what happens when it's not yes. as, it, as you think it should be. You know what? That's a very good question, man, because 
when I left teaching and I was doing the acting thing, I remember telling myself, you know what, I ain't going back to work until I've like done a job or I've like I book something that's like major and I can roll in and be like, yeah, look, like I left, but this is what I've been doing. Do you know mm. what I mean? I'm not just not just, not just wasting yeah, my yeah, time, yeah, just yeah. artsy fartsying about. And it didn't go like that, man. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> I just did the, did the year studying. And I mean, things came, obviously West End came, but by that point, I think when, because I'd had that period of, Getting caught up in the whole, because we had like a showcase at, um, at the drama school and I was doing a couple of scenes and I just, my head was in, I just started focusing on, oh, the agents are going to be there and, oh, we might get signed off this showcase and building make it, it and building it up. Mm. And I just over-egged it, man. And it just, it just didn't go well. It didn't go mm. well. And I was in a really kind of interesting place. I had to do a lot of self-reflection, stayed at the school and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to basics. And then I had a really successful kind of summer year, got signed off of the final summer showcase, and then auditioning, and then the West End yeah, came yeah, after yeah. that and so forth. But I got to the point where I stopped, I went back to the journey mm-hmm. and stopped thinking about the end result. And I just stopped thinking about what was gonna come because what came to me the other day is even when like with the adverts and stuff and that stuff mm-hmm. came, that was all sort of during the lockdown. And that was a really interesting time because obviously things had closed down and still looking for work and I sent some stuff to my agent and she said, oh, you're right. She put me forward. I was auditioning, auditioning, nothing coming back. I said, how about this? Sent it forward, got an audition. And I remember in that audition, I like, I wrote a little piece for it and like did the self tape. And I remember feeling very just grounded. I was like, you know what? Like, this is cool. Like I, I allowed myself to play mm. and just enjoy the process. And I find when I, every time I kind of go back to that space and exist in that space and just be, rather than thinking, oh, I've got to book this job or I've got to get that job. Or, I just feel like that, that, I feel like that energy is, people can read that energy, mm. okay. even if it's a self-tape. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just found that um, when, when those jobs came and even the adverts and then, you know, the TV stuff, I kind of got to the point where I stopped thinking about that part of it. Because I realised when you do the advert and it's on TV and oh, I saw you on TV, bro, and yeah, saw the advert, I realised that that's that's not it. Yeah, it's not fine. It's not it's not the be no, all and end. Because even after that, I'm like, have to carry I'm on. like, oh cool, yeah. yeah, cool, man. Like I didn't really tell anyone until it came out, and I was like, mm. oh, yeah, I saw you on TV. I was like, oh yeah, cool. But it, it wasn't that I was being like just like this fake sort of like, oh yeah, I'm like being humble. Too it wasn't. Cool it wasn't that, it wasn't yeah, that yeah, I just yeah. I genuinely got to the point where I thought, you know what, that doesn't really matter. Yeah. What matters is who I be. In, like when I'm when I'm on set and I'm meeting people and I'm meeting like I met a guy on set for one of the adverts and he knew a guy from my school that I went to school with I thought it was a guy I went to school with and I called his name and he said no nah, it's not me bro I said no but is is that your brother because you look like him he goes yeah that is my brother and we had like a whole conversation that was just a connection yeah but being and meeting people and just like who who how, how I represent God being and true yeah to me that part of it I realized is more important okay than the actual thing. Those things, those rewards are great and it's important mm. to have rewards and it's important to see some results like, you know, mm. like, come on. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Definitely, yeah, I, like, yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah, results. Yeah, yeah. But I found that opportunities come more prominently when I'm at a place where I'm just very present. All right. Like, in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not kind of thinking about yeah just the thing and the things that impress us do you know what i mean like yeah. that easily impress yeah. us I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. does that make sense and, oh, I, think, 100%. and I think and i think and i think when you're when you're present in the moment i'd like to know does that does that mean you're present in a sense of you're aware or sharp to opportunities or mm. you're 
more relishing the moment in th- a sense of... Yeah, I hear that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's both. I think we're I'm relishing the moment and we, we, we get trained to do this as actors. You know, we go into drama school, be present, be in the moment. Don't think about the future. Don't think about the past. Be in the moment. So it made me more present with my family. I was listening yeah. more. Mm. I was seeing my family more. I was seeing who they were. Um, I was being more open and honest. And I think when we exist in that space, opportunities do come, but we also notice them. Yes. And sometimes yeah. when we're kind of focused, again, it's that concentration, isn't it? Like, oh, what's, what, where, where am I, where's that going to take? Am I going to get signed? Like, am I going to book that job? We kind of miss all of the things going on around us, all the opportunities that come yeah. to us that we just think, oh, I allow that. Because we're so focused yeah. on like, oh, I want to get there. It's like, mm. like loading ourselves up with junk. Hunt- yeah, so man. So carrying all these other things. That's that it's it, like bro. If someone says, oh, can you just, you can take this. It's an opportunity. We're like, well, <laughs> just put it in my pocket, please. Exactly <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's, that, it's, it yeah. can't work. Exactly that, bro. So you know I mean? that's it. And I mean, the, the crux of this conversation was mainly like just finding the beauty. And you've said it, the beauty in the journey. Mm. So realizing the, the the struggle, if you will, but I, w- I almost feel now like struggle is is almost like a tainted word to use for it because mm. it is a journey. Mm. And it sounds cliche, but seeing the seeing the uh, just just being in the journey is the beautiful thing. It is, but man. How does that actually break down? Like mm. when we say that, what do we actually mean? What mm. are we actually saying? Like in terms of yourself, like how is how would you convey that to another person to inspire them to say, do you know what? if you feel you have something within you mm. that is going to benefit others mm. and have faith that in it benefiting others, it will serve you too. Mm. And obviously serve, serve the higher purpose in, in, in the grander scheme of things. What would you say to them? What would you, what would you, what would you impart? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I think it's, um, for me, it's about squeezing the orange juice out of life, man. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's being, for it's example, like, yeah, like if, mm. I, if I'm in the drama room and I'm in I'm at a drama school, rather than just thinking about, okay, where am, am I going to be the next John Boyega? Because like he's he came from that school and right. he's yeah. a prominent figure, and like a lot of people will go in thinking, yeah, boom, that that's what, it. do you yeah. know what I mean? That's mm. what that's what I want, which is great. If you if you've got ambition, I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying is allowing myself to when you remove that pressure and you're there to squeeze the orange juice out, you then you then you, you can then bless other people you can you can encourage others i had conversations with people and built connections and friendships and mm. you know opportunities have come later on because of connections that mm. i formed when i was at drama school way back mm. because being present allowed me to do that yeah. rather than just right this is just me i'm just going to pound away at my own thing and i think that is that's the beauty of the journey is we 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 become available yeah Mm-hmm. And then God can use us. If we're available, we, we become the vessel. We, we're just more tuned. I think we're just tuned in, man, to yeah. other people's needs. And ultimately, that's, that's, I suppose that's what he wants us to be, just the 100%. authentic selves that, that we are made to be. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Authentic self, giving ourselves permission to be ourselves and just really discovering who we are. We, I heard someone say this once, we've got to build our lives around our strengths. But in order to do that, we have to, we have to know ourselves. Yeah. And it's knowing we can't... In, ter- in order to in order to be available to other people and be the best that we can be and to live full, we have to self-discover. And we only self-discover when we ask ourselves difficult questions, yeah. when we're honest with ourselves and our partners, when we're honest with God. Do you know when what I mean? We try different mm. things. When we try different things. Mm. That's how we discover ourselves, man. And that honesty thing is, is not easy, man. It it's isn't, not as is easy it? as it sounds. It ain't, bro. I think it's very easy to be factual. Yeah, that's true. But is it really... Easy but those facts, those facts sometimes can hide and disguise the other things that are waiting to be found. Do you know what I mean? 
Mm. Like again, you can say, oh yeah, I'm doing my MA. Mm. But that's hiding and masking yeah. your desire to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. I can say I'm in my job nine to five, but all the while I'm stressed and depressed almost because mm. I'm not doing the things I feel like are burning inside me. And you know what I mean? And that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to contrast it with because honesty is a, as a concept involves not just being factual, mm. but being forthcoming and being mm. vulnerable. Okay. And yeah, yeah. being open. Mm-hmm. Like those things we don't necessarily say about honesty. Mm. Um, but it does encompass that mm. and I think it, it, that side of things can be hard it, I found it hard it like is, to say, no, it's difficult man. Mm, do I really want to do that or mm. am I doing that because it's, it's going to take you but we almost have to practice it mm. like I had to practice being vulnerable and being honest and yeah. it was uncomfortable and it as was you said hard. practice being yeah, uncomfortable man, yeah. yeah it was hard mm. having conversations with my wife and telling her what I really thought Telling her what I was really feeling, being really open, being really. Sometimes the, the tears are falling. And I'm like, uh, where's this coming from? Because I'm just thinking, what? But, okay, so okay, just just yeah. just, just to zero yeah, in yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 hundred. Sometimes when you're sharing, and and I think me, I know I share sometimes for my own benefit. It's not necessarily <laughs> for, the, for the other people's yeah. benefit. Mm. But is there even an expectancy within that that when you share? Mm it's going to be received and reflected in a certain way or responded to in a certain way? Um, you know what? I think sometimes for me, when I'm sharing, I'm still working out what it is I'm actually thinking. Because yeah. yeah. it's yeah. a, a thought-feeling connection. Every yeah. Everything comes from our thoughts, right? Yeah. So how we feel, I wasn't always checking in with what I was thinking, what my thought processes were. I'm just, I just feel lame or I'm feeling low, or I'm just feeling swag. Mm. But I'm not actually having, going, hold on, what did I just say to myself? Am I like beating myself up mm. or comparing mm. myself to so forth? Or have I spent ages scrolling through the feed? Or like, or I, have I had a negative conversation? Like what actually am I thinking? And it's only when I started to, to, to pay attention to my thought processes, I was like, okay, that's why I'm feeling that way. And then that's why I'm behaving that way. Right. Because it's thoughts, then feelings, and then the feelings lead to the actions. So when I'm having a conversation with my wife and stuff, and I guess for me it was, I'm still kind of working out why I'm feeling the way I do. And she's trying to understand me. Mm. I haven't really explained myself properly and I'm probably going around the houses. Mm. And it's only in that conversation and she's asking questions that I'm starting to be more and more honest and just allow it. It's uncomfortable, Mm. but I think I'm just allowing myself to just kind of open up a little bit more Mm. Um, because she needs to, she needs to understand where I'm coming from. And I don't, I don't think it's fair. I think there's a lot of times when I've made, if I've been like, if I felt away and I've made, um, and I'm behaving away because I'm feeling like, bro, she's not really understanding where I'm coming mm-hmm. from. It's not fair if I've not, if I've not told expressed her it and expressed that. Or, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that was, that's, that was a, that's a testament to your relationship. Yeah. And obviously I know all relationships go through hard parts as well. Yeah, yeah. But even the fact that you feel the need to express yourself mm-hmm. and also that you can look at someone questioning you and say, they're helping me get this mm. out of me because mm-hmm. a lot of times when people are questioning us, it feels like an interrogation yeah. <laughs> or they're questioning like how yeah. like interrogation <laughs> is key because there's mm, certain times yeah. where you feel like, oh yeah, it's 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 gonna be productive where actually you walk away from it feeling more crap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. think you feel mm-hmm. you feel more yeah. attacked mm-hmm. or you yeah. feel more yeah. like yeah. well, you don't get me at all. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And um that that can actually add on <laughs> to the anxiety. Yeah, 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 but then yeah. when you figure it out. It's kind of like, no, you know that thing of no question is a silly question or whatever. Mm. Like even if someone, mm, it's difficult because we're talking about complexities of which relationship it is or who it mm. is, what it is, where you are, where they are, mm. 
what they're considering when you're telling them these things as yeah, a as yeah. a significant as someone who is a codependent or whatever on on the situation um i think it's key to also know the lines and know the limits in mm-hmm. in when you're when you're for me anyway mm-hmm. and maybe this is an area of growth in in the sense of when you're sharing who you're sharing with mm-hmm. but also realize that you are just going through verbal vomit <laughs> yeah with mm-hmm. your feelings as opposed to <laughs> mm-hmm. like because if it was me before like prior to having any relationships or whatever like that there um and my relationships have become better even with my friends etc through being married um it's helped me to realize what relationships actually are mm. um i would be i, I wouldn't talk to anyone mm. like i go on, I, I walk my dog do you know what I mean? I go for a jog, I go work out, I'd I, I lock myself in, in my in my loft, do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'd write. So that was your outlet then, the writing? Yeah, it helped me find myself. Okay. Or okay. I'd do a bit of art or what have you. And that's how I would collect my mind. Mm. And I think in pressurised times, I don't know, it's, it is a change because I will just like verbally just spew all this stuff and it's like, why don't you understand me? And it's like, if I, would, if I was to flip the shoes... I would my mouth would just be open like uh, okay, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that ain't helpful at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I suppose that, again that's a testament to the relationship you've had over fourteen years, right? Yeah, of course. Is that because you don't always? Ex- it's that faith and that knowing that your partner's intentions are pure. So even if it does mm. annoy you, it's a case of yes, that's not their intention. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. trying to help. Kind me. of coming from a good it's, place. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, knowing yeah, that, and yeah. then you might walk away. Even if you are upset when you walk away, and you think, oh goodness, that was worse. I feel built up after mm. that. You still know, but that person is on my side. They're not 100%. against me. No, not, that's right. It's not at the police. It's not an interrogation. Yeah, this is it. This they're, is it. It's an investigation. It. Yeah, like they're helping 100%. me get out. So yeah, that's a, that's a that's a big testament to your support mm. system. And all relationships are different. Hundred percent, man. Not every relationship has that level of support. Yeah, yeah. Some some some, some relationships yeah. obviously are based on I different things that. and have different mm-hmm. different accolades. So different that's a definite testament to that part of your relationship for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. no, definitely. definitely. And I'm glad that's been such a, a, a solid point as to what you can say has helped you to make the transition. Hundred mm. um, percent, man. Yeah, from the classroom to the more creative side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, sure. man. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, I think I think yeah, and I, and I think again, knowing who you're speaking to matters. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, as you said as well, there's there's loads of different types of relationships, but mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes as well, especially with family, as we as we spoke mm-hmm. about at the beginning of the conversation, if you've heard certain things from them before, mm. I've had this personally, and I speak about it in 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 one of the songs is where they actually give you good advice that you could actually use, but. Oh, I've got a hard head and I can be quite stubborn sometimes. Um, I've ignored it mm-hmm. because I said, no, 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 no. You're still not listening to me. Like, this is what mm-hmm. I want to do. And I've not taken on something that later I've realised, actually, wait, if I had incorporated that in some way, mm. I might have been in a better place. Mm. So you it's, know what? Yeah. it's tough. I hear that feedback is the breakfast of yeah. kings, they say, yeah. And I, and I believe that. <laughs> I saw, I saw that somewhere. That's not my quote. I saw that somewhere. Claim it, claim it. 2021. We're going to put that in the subtitles. <laughs> <in bold. laughs> Feedback. Oh, <laughs> man. Breakfast of kids. But it is. And I realized, my, my dad did teach me this. He, he was very, he's a very conscious man. He's a very good communicator. And he's, and he's always, I was always, I was always like in awe when he would have a conversation. He'd be able to like dismantle a conflict, mm-hmm. his words. And it would always just be like, wow, oh, my dad can just... He's got the power. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. And I, I realised it was... It's because he was a little listen. Right. He can talk, he can talk, but 
he would listen and he would always allow people, he'd always take on perspective. And I've, I, I realise how important it yes. is to take on perspective. Even if you're not going to follow the advice, no, but just hearing the perspective and going, okay, let me weigh that up. Mm. And never just thinking, oh, I'm going to arrive with the answer. And I, I've stopped doing that. Sometimes it's easy to do that as a teacher to just, okay, no, we know what we're doing. We're planned. We've done our research. I've got the answers. But actually, on the other side of education, it is about asking questions. Yeah. And I think that exploration, that part of life when we just we allow ourselves to take on perspectives, I think is powerful, man. Because even if we ain't going to follow it, we've considered it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that makes us more, yes. more well-equipped. And you know, I want to touch on that just a little yeah. bit in going back to your role as a teacher. Because mm. I think a lot of the things that the youth are going through now, they have s slightly different things to deal with. Like social media is a lot mm. more of a thing. And I think it's a different growing up with it as it true, is true. being an adult with it. Um, but some of the stuff, and when I think about it, some of the stuff we did as kids and we were involved in as kids is probably just as bad as what these kids yeah, are involved yeah, in yeah. now. Yeah. But from an older perspective and a, a, even a, a care for life, and just yeah. seeing these kids sometimes running around with some massive knives and yeah, 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 stabbings yeah. and all that kind of stuff, how do you listen to a younger person telling you? I know you're not teaching now, but even when you were. How do you listen to and understand a, a younger person's problems that might be slightly different, have a different twang than what you've gone through? Mm -hmm. um, and again, you might not necessarily have the answer. No, no, of course. But you've still got to be able to provide some sort of advice. And, mm -hmm. and the stakes are different now. They're not, yeah. so the stakes yeah, up can yeah, be yeah. life and death. But we yeah. don't necessarily think that. But mm -hmm. how do you manage that? And how would you, even if you're thinking back in your teacher mindset, how would you mm -hmm. manage that now? I think it's about, um, I've always, especially when I was a teacher, um, one of the things I would do is I would always allow them to speak. And I think sometimes with a lot of, um, I was a deputy year leader for a while in, in, in the sixth form. And a lot of the times there were issues with the year 12s and 13s and I had issues with the year or the year, you know, year leaders and, you know, things in the school. And a lot of it boiled, boiled down to the, just them not feeling as though they were being heard. And they were just being kind of dictated to where they, they weren't, they didn't have an opportunity to share their opinion. Even if it didn't go their way, yeah. all they really wanted was just to be heard. And yeah. the opportunity, everyone wants the opportunity to at yeah. least be heard. And I think that for me is always a great starting point because when you allow people to be heard, sometimes the issues resolved because they've just been heard. And they're like, okay, you know, like you, you heard me, but then it was also me understanding my, my, like you said, my limitations and knowing when it was time to kind of maybe with I guess education is great because you have external agencies and different people within the school and now I know that there's support, yeah there's yeah, more yeah. of a push on sort of counselling in schools as well where other people can support and come in and I think it's not it's it's make seeing past not having the pride and feeling like I've got the answer because I'm the teacher yeah. and knowing that okay you know what I'm at my limit here let me refer you to so and so but I think in the initial stage that can't happen until we just allow young people to be heard okay and that's that's always my starting point because I never know where it's going to lead to, mm -hmm. and we never really do as teachers. We never really know know what a young person's going to tell us and mm. what they're experiencing. But I think in the initial, if we allow them to fully, fully be heard, mm -hmm. and give them that attention again, being present and really giving them that attention, then I think we can we can take action, whatever that may be. Mm. Sometimes it is someone else that needs to be brought in. Yeah, no, and that that mm. takes a lot of understanding. Like yeah, knowing your limits because yeah. at the end of the day that's, a, that's what makes a good anyone that's managing anything oh, knowing bro. what you can and can't do because <laughs> the worst thing is to do when you ask someone a question and they start giving you an answer and you're just like you have no yes, idea bro. why are you opening your mouth just send me to the person <laughs> that has the answer <laughs> that's so it's the worst is. thing yeah, it is bro <laughs> so I'm just conscious of time but yeah. also, also just I think I want to touch on 
I think is important we touch on. Mm. This piece on advice circles ra- back around nicely to you're an author as well. Yeah, recently. <laughs> so you've contributed yeah. to a book yeah. about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Break that down for us, bro. What what Man. what what's what can we expect? What can someone picking up the book expect from yourself? Yeah, um, appreciate that. Yeah. How how did that help you grow? Because I'm I'm pretty sure it must have done. Mm. Yeah, Break massively. Yeah, so I'm it's MFF uh, Music Football Fatherhood. I reached out to them when the guy Elliot Ray, he's the founder, and he did like an article resonated got in touch started writing article articles for them and he had this brainwave one particularly i can't remember when it was maybe a few years back to do this book and he's it's a collection of books from different dads 20 different dads wow. all different experiences some during the lockdown some before the lockdown um it's about loads of different issues from childbirth trauma to just um you know my my particular chapters about faith identity and fatherhood and what was interesting about that is when he first asked me to do that chapter i was a little bit disappointed because I was like, mm, okay, I'm the Christian guy who's going to do like talk about faith and fatherhood, <laughs> and it's going to be really cliche, and and he, and I, I didn't tell him that, um, but I was yeah, I was a little bit like, oh, why couldn't he ask me to write about like career change or mm. me switching, you know, it's way more exciting, and it and I did my like my first draft, um, and it was cool, and then I did like a second draft, and it was alright, and then I did a third draft. And then it was only really on the fourth draft when they said, right, well, this book is happening. It's going to the editors. It's going to, if you want an opportunity to do anything to your chapter, now's the time to do it. And I read it again and I was like, mm, I don't think I'm being honest in this chapter. I think it's just yeah. very sort of, it's there were elements of honesty, but I just don't, I think it was just a bit safe. Sur- yeah, safe. Yeah. It was a bit safe. So I think, especially in, in, in terms of like sort of identity and really delving back to some of my experiences as a child, and why I maybe thought the way I did and certain things that happened. I was like, okay, that's kind of shaped who I am as a person. And that particular draft had to take it to another level and kind of dig a bit deeper and be a lot more honest about just what shaped me as a young man. So that was a very telling process because I learned a lot. I learned more about myself and I thought, rah, I never thought that experience in Hackney as a child kind of, or, you know, that moved from Hackney to Essex was what really kind of just changed Mm. my thinking or that was like a challenge for me. I I and just n- I never considered that. Yeah. Um, so the whole yeah the whole experience has been brilliant, man. I, like I never would have imagined really putting a chapter in a book. And again, we go back to that whole thing about just trying stuff. Bro, when I saw that, I was like, there he goes again, <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, what next? Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, there he goes. But it's great. It just and the book's done up. amazing numbers as well. Apparently so, yeah, man. Yeah. We haven't had that official breakdown yet, but like it's done really well on Amazon. Apparently, I don't know the numbers. I can't wait to see them. But we're gonna get like a report soon, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's been it's a lot of um it's been a lot of traction, a lot of support from mm. a lot of other organisations, and mm. I think that's where community comes in and Absolutely. collaboration. Yeah. And that yeah, Elliot Ray's amazing. He's he's got a lot of networks, and it, it's your mm. network really is your net worth, man. Like I I fundamentally believe that, no, and that's definitely. been a great part. Even of the it. collaborative process and in, in writing it, that's is, it. It's community based, isn't it? It's hundred percent. You put contribute in different chapters. That's hundred percent, man. Yeah, that's sure, a very good yeah. concept. So for the yeah. people, what's the book called again? The and book is, is called Dad. Okay, yep, just just Easy. Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't misspell that. That's it. it. That's <laughs> it. I I I I'm you know I'm actually gonna I'm I'm gonna I. I um I came up with the hashtag we are dad so I'm pr- quite proud of that um and that is a hashtag if you go online and you just touch type hashtag we are dad 
then you'll see sounds a lot like, of posts. You know, like in Hunger Games with the Mockingjay with it. Yes. Them ones, did, did, yeah, did, yeah. It sounds like, like yeah, a moniker, like, you know what I mean? We are yeah. dads. Yeah, like a march or something. Yeah, like, yeah. dad has got that kind of Spartan, we yeah, are yeah, dad. Therefore. But that kind of collective, you know? So, yeah, it's called Dad and it's uh, curated by Elliot Ray, uh, music football fatherhood are, are behind it. Um, and it's out now, yeah, across, across the board. Yeah, brilliant. online and... Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Good. I've seen good reviews. I've, yeah, I've, I've not... I've not read it myself just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man. it's on the list, definitely. Yes, definitely. Oh, appreciate yeah, it. Man, definitely. Now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I think um, that brings us around quite nicely. I mean, what in terms of what your what projects you're involved with at the moment? What's what's next to expect from you? I'm working with Nivol Rich, Ryan Calais Cameron, and his team to bring my first stage play to the stage. Normal Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, so that's um that's I did like I said I did little, a little section of it at the Camden People's Theatre in June. Yeah. Um really went really well, great reception and we're looking forward to bringing it back. Uh hopefully maybe next year. I'm I'm hoping next year really. So at I'm, the same still, venue or uh, it might be a different venue. Still looking at that, but it's currently under development still and um the hashtag for that is hashtag #nmmng21. Um, and that's what we're going to be pushing and yeah, I'm hoping to bring that to the stage. It's like a kind of musical spoken word singy that comedy drama about my experiences um, and others um, as, as a teacher, as a one man piece um, and his journey um, and just kind of how that, you know, his journey through teaching and identity and microaggressions. And, yeah. Love so that, where, where, where will the news be dropped on that? And in terms of where it's, where it's going to yeah. be or where, where, where is that on your IG? Or that, is that will be on IG and I've started to use Twitter a little bit more now because it's okay. a great, it's a great networking tool. I think right. I use I've it for networking. That. Yeah, yeah. I need to start. Especially for yeah. actors and creatives. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. great like that. So Twitter, uh, Instagram. And, and what are the handles? Uh, the handles, my handles for, on, oh, what is it for Twitter? <laughs> J-O-N-E-L-1, John L1, the number one, just at John L1. And for Instagram, it's Cal John L, C-A-L-J-O-N-E-L. And you'll find me there. I'll put it on Facebook for the aunties and uncles as well. <laughs> <laughs> love that, love that. Yeah, wicked, wicked, wicked. Yeah. Man, you know what? It's been a blessing to have you. Oh, yeah, guys, inspiring man. conversation, yeah, I mean, man. Thank you. Lovely convo. I've, I've even opened up myself a little yeah, bit. Man. So, so, yeah, so. Man. Yeah, Open yeah, it up, yeah. bro. Definitely up enjoyed bro. that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And um, we'll link up again. Definitely, 100%. without always, doubt. Yeah. Always. So, Pleasure, thank you for today. Thank you for yeah, having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming through. Love, man. Here we go.